All right, we are live here, or we'll be live in a second. Let's see if we can load it up here. All right, we are live. Welcome to our Q&A. Today is Friday, May 8th. 2020 and we are live for our Friday Q&A. I don't have any questions from the platform, but there are a few things that I want to talk about. So we'll give Facebook a second to catch up here, see if some people want to join us for our Q&A. If you have questions throughout the Q&A, you can ask them in the chat box here and we will get to them as we go along. So thank you to those of you who will be joining us live here or joining me live here. And uh, what I do want to talk about today is the commitment contract worksheet and the recovery hero. So I'm going to wait a little bit so we can kind of get some people on because I know a few people were looking forward to uh, hearing that information and just kind of getting refreshed on everything. So welcome, Wendy. Thank you for joining us. Let me know if you can hear me and see me. This is the new Facebook Live platform. So we'll see if all the comments pop up and stuff. They didn't let me switch to the old version today. So we'll see how it works out. Welcome, Janet. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you for joining us here today. If you have questions throughout the Q&A, welcome, Amanda. Feel free to get them in that chat box there, and I will get to them as we go along here. Just going to wait a little bit, see if we can get some people on, because I know a few people want to talk about the commitment contract and the recovery hero. So we'll wait another minute or so, and then we'll kind of jump right in. But in the meantime, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. It's great to have you all here with me, with us, with me today. All right, so we can kind of jump right in here and get started. So there are two documents that I wanted to make sure that we cover because I've seen them a little bit in the group. They're they're early in the program, but they are pivotal in regards to how how big of a deal they are, so to speak. And they are really very, very powerful exercises. And those are the commitment contract exercise and the recovery hero exercise. So I want to talk a little bit about those the first thing I want to talk about is the commitment contract worksheet. Now, if you have this version of the Transfiguration Workbook here, it will be on page 22. So if you want to kind of jump to 22, you can follow along. If you want, I'm going to kind of walk through it, talk about some things, why we do some things. If you have questions on the commitment contract, we can get those answered here as well. So the commitment contract is all about building pain and pleasure when it comes to the recovery journey. Now, the recovery journey, you know, being fully recovered from PTSD is something that you might think would be like obviously pleasurable, right? So it, it might be obvious, like, of course, I want to heal my PTSD, like, that would be amazing. But as amazing as that sounds, and almost obvious as that sounds, there can be things that stop you from achieving that goal or from even fully committing to that goal. And so what we're doing in the recovery, uh, in the commitment contract worksheet is we're trying to figure out what those things are. So now this can be a little bit tricky, a little bit of a challenge, and it requires a good amount of thought and introspection, but it's really, really important that that thought and introspection gets done truly and honestly. So if you take your time on this, that's totally okay. And so what we want to figure out is what's the pain you associate to full recovery, right? And again, it might seem obvious, like, of course, I want to fully recover. It would be amazing. It would change my life in amazing ways. Uh, but the reason that people don't commit to full recovery is because there is pain in the full recovery journey. So you want to figure out, you know, why you haven't fully committed in the past. And this can be a little bit of a challenge, like I said, for some people to say, okay, you know, why, why haven't I been able to commit to this journey before? Or what has stopped me as seemingly obvious as this kind of promised land, right? As I paint it as this amazing life after PTSD is, why can't I necessarily get myself to take the steps to do it? And that's because there's a lot of pain associated to it. So in the commitment contract, there are a few things here. So I, I, I prompt you with four questions and then it's all about writing your contract. So the first thing is, you know, why haven't you fully committed to recovery in the past? What pain have you linked to committing to that recovery? So, you know, if you think that full recovery means 
you are going to lose the people in your life or you're going to be this totally different person, right? A, a lot of the times you'll hear me on videos or on podcasts, you'll hear me talk about like the you you are now is not the you that fully recovers from PTSD. So if you think you have to like leave your morals and, and everything that you believe in behind to recover, that might be pain enough to stop you from actually committing to that recovery journey that might scare you enough as as great as it would be to not have ptsd it might be painful enough for you to think that you're going to lose your sense of self or lose your identity and that's not what it's really about right it's about uncovering that identity and finding the true you um so did you think that you had to face your past and you had to relive it you know so the question is the prompt is why haven't you fully committed to recovery in the past and if you thought that, you know, fully committing to recovery meant you were going to have to relive everything that you've you've ever been through, that's pain enough, as great as it would be to not have PTSD, that's pain enough to stop you from continuing on the journey. And so that's what this question is all about, is figuring out where are, are your stopping points? You know, it's, it's easy to be like, yes, of course, I want to heal my PTSD. Of course, I want to get rid of this thing. But there are things, blockers that are stopping you from doing that. You know, so you want to really dive in and figure out what those are. So that's the first question. The second question is you want to write down all the pleasure you've had in the past by not committing. So this is another kind of tricky question. So by not committing to full recovery, what pleasure has that brought you? You know, again, it's seemingly obvious that of course you want PTSD out of your life, but if you if you haven't committed what are the things that's that's gotten you? So like for me, when I didn't commit to full recovery, it meant I got to watch a lot more TV. It meant I got to eat a lot more ice cream, right? I used those numbing behaviors and those were quote unquote pleasure points, right? Short term pleasure of not committing. It meant that I could run from my past, that I didn't have to face my past. You know, as much as it was consuming me and I was thinking about it, I could ignore it. And so that was the pleasure of not committing to the journey. So you want to really figure out what's the pain, what's the pleasure. And then you want to go go further, right? Here's the third question. What will it cost you if you don't change now? And how does that make you feel? And this is a really important part because right in the first question, you're figuring out, okay, why haven't I fully recovered? What has been stopping me? What's been scary? What's been a blocker? What is the pain that I've linked to committing to this journey? And then you're figuring out, okay, what's the pleasure I've gotten from not committing to this journey, from kind of ignoring this? You know, if you don't commit to the journey, you don't have to do the work. It's a, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of work in the program. There's a lot of work, excuse me, that needs to be done outside of the program. I mean, like this is a, a huge, huge journey, right? So you don't have to do that work if you don't commit. So the pain and pleasure again. And then you want to say, Okay, what will it cost you if you don't change now? If you don't change right now, and this is where you really have to leverage that pain and pleasure, what will that look like? What will happen in your life? And this is really important. And this is a really challenging question because this is where you're saying, I will lose my relationships. You know, I might lose my kids. I might lose my job. I literally could lose everything. For some people, it's literally everything. So if you don't change right now, you're going to lose the love of your life. You're going to maybe literally lose the relationship or your kids altogether. You're going to lose your job. You're, you might lose your self-respect. So for some people, you might, you might lose your life. If you continue down this path, right? For me, I was a big drinker. If I continue down that path of drinking, of drugs, of that kind of scene, of being around those people, that could have cost me not only my relationships, not only my health, but my, my actual life. So you want to figure out what will it cost you if you don't change right now you know you're gonna you're gonna miss all this time in your life and this is the hard question because you're digging into the pain and you're saying why is it so painful like what will it cost me what will it feel like to lose the love of my life to lose my job to lose my kids to lose my home to 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 be homeless to you know to all the all these things and you really want to feel it and it's important that you feel it because that's what you're building off of. Okay. And so it's, it's a foundation for your commitment and your commitment contract, because you're committing to getting the things that you want in life. You're committing to not letting this happen. What will, what will it cost you if you don't fully commit to this journey now? And how does that make you feel? And that's important to kind of almost visualize how that would look and what it would look like. Cause very often what's happening is we're running from the pain and we're, we're numbing it. And so, like I said before, when I was saying, 
you know, write down all the pleasure you've had in the past by not committing to full recovery. For me, that was, I got to watch Netflix. I got to eat ice cream. I got to essentially ignore the problem as much as I could. I got to ignore it. And so I know a lot of people with PTSD kind of live that way and almost live in a day-to-day life. And, you know, it's, you're following the next piece of cheese, piece of cheese, piece of cheese until all of a sudden that cheese is in a trap and and then there's nowhere to go. Right. And so when you're living just kind of day to day like that, and you're just, you're just going day after day and, and numbing and numbing and numbing, you you're letting these, these days. And then of course years kind of slip by and each time you're not, you know, taking action on your recovery journey, what's happening is the relationships are getting worse. Your, your self-esteem is getting worse. You're getting closer and closer to that trap, that piece of cheese that is in the mouse trap that's going to trap you. And then, and then you're kind of like truly stuck. And so you want to, you want to kind of fast forward almost, you know, if, if you just kept doing what you were doing right now, what would that look like in five, 10 years? You know, would you have that relationship? Would you have that job? Would you, how would you feel about that? And it's a challenging question because I'm asking you here to feel the pain, to feel the pain of if you don't change and it's, it's pivotal for the commitment. And then the fourth question here, Write down all the pleasure you will receive from committing to recovery right now. What will each area of your life look like when you fully recover? And how does that make you feel? So then you want to go to the opposite. So you're saying, oh, my gosh, it would be so painful because I would lose my relationship. I would lose my job. And you want to really think and you want to really feel these things because that's the track that you're on. Right. You're on that kind of cheese into the trap track. You're on that track. You know, whether you want to be or not, that's what you're on when you're not kind of fully committed. And so then what you so you're saying, oh, it would be so painful. I'd lose everything. I'd lose everyone. I'd lose maybe myself. Right. And then what you want to do is, is kind of go to the other end of the spectrum and say, what is all the pleasure I would receive from committing right now? And so making this commitment literally right this second, what's going to happen? You know, if I commit to this recovery, I'm, I'm going to save my relationship. I'm going to save my kids. I'm going to save my house. I'm going to save my financial situation. I'm going to be proud of myself. I'm going to feel confident. I'm going to stand up a little bit straighter. Even if I don't, even if I'm taking a half a step at a time or a quarter of a step at a time, you know, I'm going to feel better about myself when, when I'm working actively working towards this, when I know that I'm focused on the outcome, I'm focused, like I'm, I'm in this mission and I'm here till the end. And like, a commitment is a, a really strong and powerful thing, right? When you when you buy a car, when you get a mortgage, when you <laughs> enroll in school, when you really do anything, when you sign up for a phone, right? Like a, a, a phone contract, you, you make a commitment to those people and you sign, you sign your name and you make that commitment to fulfill what you said you were going to fulfill. And a, a commitment is a really powerful thing and a signature is a really powerful thing. And when you commit to something, you you kind of feel this sense of pride and this sense of ownership and this sense of control, right? And so you hear me talk a lot about, you know, I want to put the power in your hands. This is your life and your recovery journey. And so I'm doing everything I can to make sure that you have full control. And if you make that commitment to yourself and to the people in your life, and we'll talk about that in a second, you're going to have that control because you're going to know exactly where you're headed and you're going to be taking steps to get there. And the commitment contract is a great thing to kind of fall back on when it gets hard. And let me tell you, I can't tell you how many times on my recovery journey, I questioned this contract and I, and I would, you know, fall down. I would make a mistake. I would whatever. And I would read this contract and I would say, man, like, can I really do this? And and I, I would literally say that. And I, I would, I would think about just tossing it out. But every time I read it, I made myself recommit because I went through the pain and the pleasure. What's the, why haven't I fully committed? And, and what's all the pleasure I've gotten from that? And what, what is it called? What's it going to cost me if I don't continue this journey? And it's a lot more painful than actually going on the journey, even if you don't know what to do. So a really powerful thing. So that's the fourth step there is to figure out all the pleasure, which will pretty much be the opposite of the pain from the last question, but all the pleasure that you'll receive. So the saved relationships, the saved financial situation, the, the saved house, the saved dream job, you'll feel good about yourself, proud, you'll be able to sleep through the night, like all the pleasure that comes with committing to the recovery journey. And that's really, really powerful. And the same thing there, you want to feel it, right? So in that third question, I'm asking you to feel the pain 
And that's important. And that's a challenging thing to do. And if you need to do a recovery tool after that, that's a good place to do it. But now I'm asking you in the fourth question here to feel the pleasure, feel what it would feel like to, you know, if you're not married to the love of your life, marry them or save the relationship or have an amazing communicative relationship with your kids where you talk about mental health, where you help them through their problems, where you're calm and you're at peace and you wanna kind of start to visualize these things and start to really feel them. And so you get a clear picture of what happens if you don't, which is over here and what happens if you do, which is over here. And they're two totally different ends of the spectrum. So those are kind of the questions leading up to the commitment contract. And now we'll talk a little bit more about the contract itself, which is really, really very powerful. So welcome Darcy, thank you for joining us here. Amanda sharing love refreshers to build up self when I feel low days. So these these little things, the commitment contract, everything that goes into your recovery, your your unbreakable folder is something that I want you to read every day and I want you to kind of refresh yourself on every day so you're not getting stale. You know, sometimes we can be so excited and make a commitment to something and then, you know, two, three, four, five days later, because we're human, because we forget about things, it, it kind of gets stale and we kind of say, well, no, I don't feel like doing that anymore. And you always need to kind of refresh and we'll talk about that as we go into the recovery hero. But you always want to be refreshing these things in your mind. You want to think about your commitment and where you're going every single morning. This is something we still do with our goals. You know, where are we going this year? Where are we going this month, this week, this today? Right. So we still do the unbreakable planner. It just looks a lot different now. And so visualizing those things, setting those goals, all of this sets you up for success throughout your entire life. So our unbreakable folders, the things that we review every day look different. Than, than a commitment contract. But essentially, it's it's the mindset and it's the goals that we're working to achieve, right? Our recovery hero, so to speak, looks different, but we're always working to become that next version of ourselves. So, so these things really set you up for success long-term. So that's an awesome share, Amanda. And it's a great thing to refresh yourself when you feel low. You know, when you feel low, come into the group and see everyone, you know, sharing and do, saying, okay, I, you know, I, I messed up. I haven't logged into the program in a while, but I'm back and I'm restarting. And you know what? It is great. It, it, and I'm committed and I'm refreshing my commitment and I'm working hard and like falling off the, the, the wagon or whatever, so to speak, is part of the journey. You know, there are going to be times where you feel great and you do an awesome job and then you forget to log in for a while or you forget to do the work for a while or something happens and you think you don't need to do it or you're just not motivated to do it. And those stretches of time are going to happen. But the more important thing is when you pick yourself back up and, and it's OK because it's part of the journey. You know, a lot of people have to kind of go. It's that seesaw effect where you're rocking and rolling, you're feeling motivated and you're feeling great and you're super committed and you're getting results. And then for some reason you stop, something stops you. And what's important is to introspect and say, okay, what happened? Why did that happen? And how can we get started again? And that's the most important thing. There's no judgment here or anything like that. We're all here to love each other and support each other and lift each other up. And we all do it, right? We all do a lot of work. And then it's that, it's that pattern of existence at play there. So in regards to the commitment contract, and this is something you want in your unbreakable folder. You want to commit to, you want to put in your commitment contract who you're committing to, what you're willing to do to heal your PTSD. So who you're committing to, if you have people that you love in your life, if you have people that, if it's just the group, if you want to commit to the people in the group, if you want to commit to, you know, if you have uh, pets or if you have family or if you have kids or nieces or nephews or uncles, aunts, siblings, whatever it is, you, you want to kind of include some of those people, just best friends. Okay. Or like I said, you can do the people in the group, you can do your pets, you can do your community, but um, who are you commu uh, commit committing to? And probably the most important person is yourself. So it's really important that you make the commitment to yourself because that internal commitment is more important than, you know, me committing to Brad or me committing to my dog Shiloh or me committing to my grandma or something like that. You know, that internal commitment of me saying, I'm committing to myself. I'm committing also to my to my boyfriend. I'm committing to my family and my best friend, but I'm committing to me because this is this is my life 
and my commitment and I deserve this. And it's the first kind of step in that self-love. So it's really important that you commit to yourself. So who you're committing to, what you're willing to do to heal your PTSD. So this is where the pain and pleasure comes in here. Now, a lot of people say, you know, I'm willing to do absolutely anything to heal. I would do anything. I would move mountains. I would pay millions of dollars. I would do all this work to heal, but then they don't, right? So you want to figure out why you why you didn't or why you don't, why you say, okay, I would move mountains to heal PTSD and then don't do that. And a lot of times it's because you don't know how, right? You don't have the steps, but now that you have the program, you have the steps, but a lot of times it comes down to that first question. So these questions are pivotal because now you can fully say, you know, what am I willing to do to heal my PTSD? I'm willing to get up every day and do the work. I'm willing to pick myself up when I fall down and not beat myself up and, and learn how to love myself. I'm willing to be in the program for as long as it takes. I'm willing to watch a module every single day. I'm willing to be in the community. I'm willing to check in. I'm willing to show up to the Q and A's. So now that you know from the first question, what was stopping you in the past? and you're kind of aware of the pain and the pleasure and what happens if you do commit and what happens if you don't commit, you can fully make that commitment. And that's why those questions are so important. So who you're committing to, what you're willing to do to heal your PTSD, and then your motivation for putting the work in and why it's worth the work. So you wanna to refer to these questions three and four. So three and four questions are, you know, what will it look like if I don't commit? And what will it look like if I do commit? And so you want to figure out what is your motivation? Well, I don't want to, to lose my relationship or I, I want to have the most amazing family and I want to provide for my kids at the highest level and I want to show them what strength is, right? And so you want to figure out that, that what happens if you don't, what happens if you do? And you want to take those and use those as your motivation for why you're willing to do anything for it and why it's worth the work. It's worth the work because it will save not only my life, but my relationship, my health. It, it'll contribute to my longevity. I'll be able to sleep through the night. You wanna really kind of lay all that on in that part there. And then lastly, why you're committed to this journey. So you really wanna think again about your, you know, why are you committing to this journey? Why is it worth it for you? And you wanna dive into what it will look like for you on the other side of this journey and and why you don't want you know that that other path of of pain and why you don't want to run and numb anymore and why you don't want to either ignore it or just cope with it anymore and you really kind of want to dig deep and if it takes time to do this that's that's it's an important thing to do but really figure out you know why you're committed why you join the program you know why you want to be out of pain and for some people just wanting to be out of pain isn't quite enough and that's why you know family comes into play or relationships come into play or kids come into play or dream jobs or you know your confidence how you how you hold yourself how you look at yourself how you feel about yourself you know for some people it's like i'm committed to this journey because i want to love myself because i've never loved myself and i want to love myself because i know i deserve it i just don't know how and i know that i'm committed because I deserve it and I'm going to I'm going to figure it out along the way. And so you you want to figure out specifically that why for you. And of course the most important thing we have written here is to speak from your heart. So if you can write this if you can hand write this contract, definitely hand write it because it's a really very powerful thing. Now this is something we did before we we had a commitment contract. Um, and I, I have an example of mine right there and you can write your contract right in here and Think you can rip this page out if you want so write your contract and write all of those things who you're committing to why you're committed what it will look like and and what you're willing to do to to fully recover and this is what you want to rip out and put in your unbreakable folder and this is what you want to read every day because it's all encompassing right and it's saying why am i motivated for doing this what am i willing to do who am i committing to and why am i committed to this journey and so it's a really very powerful thing but the most powerful thing probably is is the commitment itself but getting your your signature on it right and so getting your signature and and just signing and dating something is really powerful something that has been done i guess maybe not since the dawn of time but since we had writing right if you uh, any any historical documents for your country, you know, were written, signed, and dated, and and that signature is is an important piece because it's your commitment to you and it's your 
obligation to, to making this work no matter what. So it's a contract that you're writing with yourself. And if you want to share this with people in your life, that's a great thing to do. If you want to share it with the community, that's a great thing to do as well. Um, but it's, it's important to sign it. So no matter how long that takes you, make sure you go through those questions first. So you get a clear understanding of the pain and the pleasure and what happens if you do commit and what happens if you don't commit. Because once you can separate those things, you're going to be able to see very clearly the choice you want to make. And so when you can, when you can really truly make that separation, it'll seem a lot more obvious. Because again, a lot of times when you're in so much pain, you're just kind of going day to day to day to day to day to day. And you're not kind of looking up and seeing big picture. And so what's happening when you're going day to day, again, it's like you're a mouse just following cheese to a trap. And you want to make sure that you look up before you end up down this bad road. Now, for a lot of people, they, they're they already down this bad road. So they kind of have to diverge and, and take this new road. But you want to make sure that you look up and, and you're doing the things that you want to do in life so you can have the fullest life, so you can have the life that you truly deserve. So it's a super powerful exercise. And if there's any questions on that, we can we can kind of answer them now if you want. So if you have any questions on the commitment contract, we can go through that. But the next thing I want to talk about is the recovery hero. So I know that's a lot in regards to the commitment contract. You know, we talk about it in the first module there and I go through it and I, I walk you through it and it's a really powerful thing to do. So make sure you spend the time doing it because it will serve you and it's something you should put in your unbreakable folder so that you can read it every day and so you can see your commitment to yourself and and why you haven't committed before and why you are committing now and kind of what's different and what's changed. So that's a powerful exercise there. So if there's any questions on that, we can answer them. If not, we will jump into the Recovery Hero Worksheet. I know there's a little bit of a delay. I'm not sure on this new platform how much of a delay there is. So we'll, we'll see if anyone has any questions. All right, so we will jump into the Recovery Hero Worksheet. Now, these worksheets kind of go hand in hand because they're they're both extremely powerful. And, you know, the first thing you're doing is getting your commitment. And the, the next thing you're doing here, excuse me, is... So, so what's happening in the commitment contract is you're saying, here's what happens if I don't commit, right? This is basically if I continue down the road I'm on, it, for some people, this is like what leads you to rock bottom. And here's what happens if I do commit. And this is for some people what were for everyone else, what leads you to the life that you want to lead. And so we're taking this, the life that you want to leave. So we're building off that commitment contract. And now what we're doing is saying, okay, this is the life that I want. This is what will happen if I commit to this journey. And now in the recovery hero, we're saying, how do we get there? So this is the life that we want. This is exactly where we are right now. Now, how do we bridge that gap? So this is the life that we want. Here's where I am right now. How do I how do I get to that life essentially? So what your recovery hero does, and and again, this is something that that Brad and I still do. It's not called a recovery hero, but we're always seeking that that next level of life. So we're always looking to find the the better version of ourselves. We're always kind of chasing the the next level, chasing the the growth and who we're going to be at that next level. And so it's, that's an important thing for, for us to do, but this is what you can do throughout your life. But specifically with your recovery journey, here's how it works, right? And so you want to define your current self. So what the recovery hero is, is basically just, it's your future self. So this worksheet is designed to get a clear picture on who you are now, and then get a clear picture on who you need to become to fully recover, to get that life that you want from committing to the journey. So who you are now, we want to get a clear picture on that and who you need to become to get that life free of PTSD. And this is a really powerful thing. And then what the story is, is basically from who you are now. And it's just it's just making that journey. And so it's your recovery hero making that journey. So it's a it's a powerful exercise and it's a really good representation of the growth that you're going to see on the journey itself. So 
there are three steps to creating and crafting your recovery hero. So you want to define the current self. That's step one. Then you want to define your recovery hero. So define your current self, define your recovery hero. And then step three is to write your hero story. So that's kind of bridging that gap between the two. So that's really, really important. So step one, define your current self. And all these have prompts here. This is if you're following along in your transfiguration workbook. This is on page 79. So define your current self. That's first. You want to define your what type of person you believe you are right now, what your current habits, beliefs, thoughts, actions, characteristics are. So what you want to put here is is just kind of who you are now. And so you just want to be honest. And that's an important part of the journey here of the recovery hero is saying, you know, I, I believe that and whatever. There's no judgments here. I believe that the world is a dangerous place. You know, right now, I don't take a lot of action. So I, I'm pretty low on the action part. I, I am a heavy smoker or a heavy drinker, or I have a great habit of exercise. What, whatever your, your habits, your beliefs, your thoughts, I have mostly negative thoughts. You know, I, right now I, I hate myself, whatever it is, you want to be honest about kind of defining that and putting that in there. And if it takes a little bit of time to do this, that's okay as well. Um, but you want to define who you believe you are right now. And then step two, you want to define your recovery hero. So step one, define who you are right now. Step two, define your recovery hero. And step three is to write the story to bridge the gap. And so your recovery hero can be a kind of accumulation of people that inspire you or that you care about or who have fully recovered from PTSD. And what you're looking to do is basically take those characteristics and kind of mix and match until you kind of piece together this this character this recovery hero that is your ideal future self and the future you now it's still you but it's the you that recovers from ptsd so you want to think about you know who are some people that inspire you who do you want to be like like for me you know i love ellen i think she's really kind and you don't have to take all their characteristics you just take the ones that you like or you know i really like uh captain america right i think he's brave i think he has good morals i think and he's, he's a fictional character, right? And so you want to take those kind of characteristics, right? So what characteristics, habits, and mindsets do these people have in common? And you want to you want to take from them. And so what you always want to do is find people, look at people who are at the next level. Now, this is why this works beyond the recovery journey. So find people that inspire you, that you want to be like. What characteristics, habits, mindsets do these people have in common? So someone I look up to right now, uh, her name is Sarah Blakely. She's the CEO of a company called Spanx. Actually, I don't know that it's called Spanx, but it's it's Spanx. And she's uh, ridiculously successful and super sweet, super kind. And so when I'm kind of creating this next level of myself, I'm saying, okay, you know, I, I want to be more like her and more like Captain America, right, with my morals and, and more like Ellen because she just she's so kind and, and gives so much or more like Oprah or whatever. Um, and then what, okay, what habits do they have? Okay, all these people, they get up and they exercise every day. Okay, that's that's just something to keep in mind. What mindsets do they have? They're super positive people. They're always looking to grow. They read a lot, right? That's a, a habit that they have. They're always working on their mindset. They think long term. They have a mission that's bigger than themselves. So they're not necessarily motivated just intrinsically or just financially. They're motivated by a, a mission that is ginormous. They want to make giant change in the world. And so you want to figure out what those those people that inspire you have in common. What are those those habits, those mindset, those traits, those characteristics? What would their thoughts be like on a daily basis? You know, Captain America, I'm sure is is very a positive person. He's very focused and he's just focused on his mission and he does what he needs to do. And and he he does it as quickly and as efficiently and high quality as possible. Okay, so what are some actions that your hero takes every day? So this is where you start to really form the recovery hero. So when you're looking to figure out who you want to be, you know, you're thinking about the future you that recovers from PTSD. So you're, you're just kind of looking for, for characteristics that you like, because this is all about you. And so your recovery hero right now will look a lot different than my recovery hero did when I was maybe in your exact same position. So you're just looking to get some inspiration and then you're looking to say, OK, so this is who I am now. Right. I'm someone who, you know, hates myself. I have negative thoughts. I don't take a lot of action and I have some really bad habits and maybe I have a few good habits. You know, it's not all bad. 
And this is who I want to become. I, I want to become this person who has great habits and is motivated every day and feels good about themselves and loves themselves and, and is healed and, and takes action and is an immediate action taker and who's confident. And so this is where you really start to build that character. So what are some actions that that future self takes every day? What do they do every single day? And so for me at rock bottom, you know, I was someone that at, at rock bottom, I was not exercising. I was drinking. I was not, I was barely working. Uh, and so when I was kind of creating this future version of myself, I was thinking, okay, what are the things that, that, that future person, the person that overcomes PTSD, what do they do every day? Okay. They work on themselves every day. They read their mindset work every single day. They work on their processing every single day. They get up, they exercise, they make sure they fill out their unbreakable planner every single day. They have a plan going into the day. They're focused when, you know, when they do get hurt, when they do get triggered, they know exactly what to do and exactly how to how to kind of stop it. And they they're really firm on their recovery toolbox. And then they know exactly how to heal the core and heal the root. And then they do that. So they, they face the past, even though it's scary. They do the things they need to do day in and day out. Right. So so they have an amazing sleep routine. They have an amazing morning routine. They get up, they exercise. So you want to really start to think about what that person does, what that future self does. Like, what do you do right now? Or right? maybe you don't have a morning routine. You don't have an evening routine and all that throughout the program we're going to be building and you want to take steps to build up to that. But what you want to clearly define is where you're going and who you're looking to become. So so someone that that has a morning routine, that exercises every day, who are they? They, they focus on the work that needs to be done. They log into the program every day. And again, this isn't who you are right now. This is what you're looking to achieve. And so you're going to be seeking this character. So you're not going to become them overnight, but you're, you're, gonna, you're creating this character so you can look up to them so you know exactly where you're going. Okay, and then just some other questions. How does your recovery hero treat others? So what do they say to people? Are they kind to people? are they you know firm with people right like my captain america example he's you know he's strong in the things that he believes he stands up for himself when he feels like he needs to and you know he's he's kind and he's he's helping others how do they treat themselves so that's another question how does your recovery hero not who you are now but your your fully recovered self how does that recovery hero treat themselves do they beat themselves up or are they really nice to themselves? Are they kind to themselves when they do fall down, when they do stumble, right? Because we're all human. We'll do that throughout the rest of your life. But when they do fall down, when they do stumble, uh, do they beat themselves up endlessly, relentlessly? Or do they say, okay, and they get back up and they focus on moving forward. So how do they treat themselves? What do they say about themselves? So just more internally. If you could read their minds, and again, you're looking for your future self here. If you could read their minds, what would their daily thoughts look like? So for me at rock bottom, my daily thoughts were, you know, I just kind of very, very negative. You know, I I hate myself. You know, my, my life sucks. I, I, everything has been awful, whatever it is, really negative. So you want to think about if you could read their minds, this future self, this person that that is you that recovers from PTSD, what would their thoughts look like? You know, be like, I love myself. I love my life. I'm so unbelievably grateful. I'm blessed. You know, they're they're looking for the positive. They're focusing on the gratitudes. And again, you're just trying to really get a firm, clear picture of who this person is in this future self. Okay, question eight, how do they face challenging situations? So when they hit a roadblock, what do they do? You know, do they throw their hands up and say, nope, can't do it? Or do they stop and they pause and they think and they learn and they grow? You know, what do they do when they face a challenge? And again, you, you want to be thinking this is your future self. So this is the person you're working to become. So right now you might face a challenging situation and just kind of kind of curl up and be like, you know what? I can't deal with it or get really angry or frustrated. Um, but your future self, this recovery hero that you're, you're crafting in your mind, might face a challenging situation and totally rock it and be calm, cool, collected and handle it. And everyone comes out a winner, right? And they, they learn what they need to learn and they grow and they face it and they overcome it. So you, you want to really think about those things. What do they do if they fail or they fall down? What happens again, this is you in the future. You're human. Uh, what happens when you stumble, when, when, when that recovery hero falls, what do they say to themselves? What do they do? Okay. And so for me, I, when I was at rock bottom, 
you know, if I, if I failed at anything, I just beat myself up relentlessly. When I was creating this character, this recovery hero, I was like, you know what, that recovery hero, that person, when they fail, they say, okay, what happened? What was the mistake? How can we prevent it in the future? And they pick themselves back up and they say, good job because you learned something. And then they go forward, right? So you really wanna really craft this image here. Okay, what do they do if they don't know something? If they don't know something, do they pretend that they know it, right? Probably not. This ideal self, this person, this you that recovers from PTSD, if they don't know something, they ask or they find out. They find a way to know it. What do they do when they fail over and over and over again? How, what do they say to themselves? How do they handle difficult people? Do they yell? Probably not, right? Your ideal self, this person that fully recovers from PTSD, this person that has, has achieved the goal that you're aiming for, how do they handle difficult people? Probably cool, calm, collected focused, clear. They see the situation. They're objective in the situation. And again, this is a goal that you're seeking. This is who you are now, which you defined as, you know, you, your habits and your thoughts and your characteristics. And this is who you're going to be working to become. So how do they handle difficult people? Probably very elegantly. And what doesn't your hero do or participate in? So for me at rock bottom, again, I was a big drinker. And I knew if I went down that road, it would be, it would be drinking and drugs and it would be a really bad road. Uh, and so for me, when I was creating my recovery hero from rock bottom, it was okay. My hero doesn't drink. They don't smoke. They don't participate in behaviors that are bad for their health. And so for me, I define that as drinking and smoking drugs. Say, so, okay, so right now, yeah, I, I drink and I, I do bad things, but my recovery hero, you know, they're, they're clean, so to speak, right? They don't do drugs. They don't drink. They don't smoke. They don't hang around with bad crowds. And so you're just you're just defining that. So what doesn't your hero participate in? And that's an important thing as well. What do and don't they allow in your life? Again, you're really painting a clear picture on this hero. How will your hero handle your current situation? And this is what you always want to come back to. Actually, this is a very powerful question. So now that you you have this hero, you know their thoughts, their actions, you know what they do and don't allow in their life, how they handle challenges, what happens when they fail. You know, you, you've crafted this image of this, this person that you're going to work to become. And then you want to say, okay, how would they handle the situation that I'm in right now? What would they do right now to handle the situation, right? And so they would probably log into the program. They would take action on the worksheets. They would pat you on the back and say, good job so far. Let's keep it rocking and rolling. And they, they pick you up and they, or they pick themselves up. Right. And they would say, okay, let's, let's try to do, let's try to get 1% better tomorrow. Let's, let's just do a little bit, a little tiny bit. And you take those little steps and eventually you become that person. And then the last piece here, the last question, what do you have to do to become your recovery hero? So to go from, for me, a place of, you know, drinking rock bottom, I had bad habits, negative thoughts, hating myself, uh, believing that everyone was out to get me to this person who elegantly handles negative people, who has positive thoughts, who is grateful all the time, who picks themselves up, loves themselves, right? That's a, a pretty wide gap there and it should be a wide gap. And then, so the question is, how do you become that person? That person is you in the future, but how do you become that person? What do you need to do to become that person? And so you look at their thoughts, you look at their actions, you look at their habits, and those are all things you wanna to start to add and implement into your life. Okay, so th that's step one, define you. Step two, define your recovery hero. And there's so many questions there because it's it's so important to get clarity on that, that hero because that's kind of the goal that you're aiming for. That's, you wanna know when you become that person because you'll embody all those characteristics. So that's why there's so many questions there. So that's really, really important. And then step three is to write your hero's story. So write out your hero story in detail, right? In the third person and describe all the challenges your hero faced, how they defeated them and how they lived after PTSD. Remember that the hero is you, the person you are going to become and you are writing your story the way you want it to happen. Write this with intent of inspiring and motivating yourself. Your story should inspire you every time you read it. This is your, your legendary story, your epic journey of PTSD recovery and overcoming hardships in your life so it's a powerful thing to do. Now, this is where some people get tripped up. So you've defined your current self, you've defined your recovery hero, and that is all gone swimmingly. And that's really important. Getting that recovery hero is important. Now, what we want to do with the story is just bridge the gap. You know, how do you really become this person? How did this hero 
go from this place of rock bottom and, and drunk and addict and hating themselves to this confident person with great morals and great self-esteem who loves themselves and who, who takes action immediately and who is, is strong and always picks themselves back up and who isn't, you know, scared in the face of, of failure or uncertainty. And so you want to write out that journey, starting from kind of where you are right now. And you want to write it in the third person, you know, and just kind of have a little fun with it being this character that you're, you're taking this, this character of you and, and transforming it into this character of you, this, this future self. And, and write in, in, in an umbrella sense, what happens along that journey? You know, so for example, right, Kayleen was a, a mess. She was at rock bottom. She was an alcoholic. She was losing the love of her life. She was losing all the relationships. She, she couldn't hold a job. She really, really couldn't do anything. She was feeling absolutely hopeless. Uh, but then, you know, one day she was, she was sitting on her kitchen floor and she, you know, was really considering everything that was happening in her life. And she made the choice to, to commit to full recovery because she understood that committing to full recovery and achieving full recovery was not something that she could only do for herself and, and that would save her relationship and allow her to have the life that she dreamed of. But she knew that because she had a background in education and psychology that she could go on to help people all over the world make that same transformation. She knew if she did it deliberately, she could make that transformation. So what she did was she started going to the library every single day. Or for, you know, for you, it might be she started or, or they started researching online, right? And again, you want to write it in the third person just because you get a clarity on the journey. They started researching online and they came across this program called Broken to Unbreakable. And so what they did was they they made a commitment to themselves and they started taking action on the program. They started following the steps in the program. But beyond that, they really became independent and they started taking the program material and implementing it into their life as a lifestyle change. So it wasn't just online. And they really took it in their stride and they really leaned on the content in the program. And they they really focused and did everything they needed to do. And they, they mastered their mindset and then they mastered their routines. And then they processed their past. They fully processed their past by using the tools, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, after after six months and you don't have to put a time period on it, they they became this person who is kind and treats others with respect and is cool and calm and collected and an absolute rock star in the face of adversity. And so you want to really write from where you are right now or maybe even where you were at rock bottom or a little while ago, maybe before you joined the program and take us kind of take yourself on this journey of how how you did what you did and and you know you want to try to look backwards from your recovery hero's perspective to say okay they they mastered the mindset they mastered the routines they mastered the process in their past and then they they were always seeking the next level right and so you want to really take us through that journey on the recovery hero story so that is what it's meant to do and it can be a high level thing it doesn't necessarily have to you, you don't have to do it with excruciating detail it can be like they mastered their mindset right that's part of the program they they enrolled in this program and they they were active in the community and they showed up to the q a's and they mastered their mindset and then they they you know worked on their routines and they master their routines and all of those things will make you will allow you to become that recovery hero so you want to kind of look at that story and take it uh from future paced backwards so it's a, a very very powerful exercise so i'm seeing some comments about not being able to hear me which is lovely um so if you can't hear me i hope that at least we'll get the recording I mentioned at the, the beginning of the Q&A that Facebook is now making us use their new platform. So uh, hopefully we get the recording of it. That's why I've been using the old platform. So I'm sorry if you can't hear me. I, I hope that it, we can kind of get a little bit of sound. If you have any questions, I know I just talked a lot about the Commitment Contract and the Recovery Hero. If you have any questions on the Recovery Hero or the Commitment Contract or anything else, please feel free to get that in the chat box there. And I will get to those questions and we'll see if we can check in with Brad and we'll see if he can, he can, uh, we'll see if he can hear us because he might have questions that I don't have. So if you have any questions, ask them and I will be right back in just 
a few seconds. So we'll see if there's any questions I missed. Hey, can you hear me? Can you log on on your computer and? Yes, please. They can't hear me or something. All right, so I am back here. We'll see if we have any questions. Brad's gonna check his computer to see if it is working or if I just talk to myself for, for 40, 50 minutes, that's okay too. That's, I like that too. That's maybe my favorite thing to do. But if you can hear me and you do have questions, feel free to get them in and we will get to them. Okay. Okay. So that's working on his end. Some people can hear, some people can't hear. Uh, so sorry if you can't hear, hopefully you can hear. I don't see any more questions here, so we can wrap up our Q&A. It has been great to have you all. Welcome Rune, welcome Jen, welcome Lina, welcome Peachy, Jessica, Janet, Darcy, Brad. Welcome Brad, I don't even see you on here. You didn't pop up on my thing. <laughs> Uh, it was great to have you all on. I hope uh, that that helps on the on the commitment contract and on the recovery hero. There's a lot to think about when it comes to those two exercises. They're really very powerful exercises, and a lot goes into into them to to create you know this vision of yourself. You know when it comes to setting a goal in the program we talk about your your memory negatively compounds over time so so something happens right now right brad just left the room and he he gave me a thumbs up because everything was working on his computer now right now i remember that right but in two days or in a day i might think he 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 just said to me hey everything's working great or in, in a week, I probably won't remember that this happened at all, right? Or, and definitely in a year or 10 years, this is not, this is gonna be far from my memory that he just gave me a thumbs up because everything was going great on our Q&A. So, you know, memory negatively compounds over time. So what you do right now, what, what you set your intention with right now, you need to refresh. So when you're, you're working to achieve a goal today, right now, May 8th, 2020, I can say in a, a year from today, I would like to be, uh, we'll say I'd like to bench 220 pounds. Let's say right now I bench 80 pounds. And a year from today, I'd like to bench 220 pounds. Now I can say that today and I can make a plan and say, okay, every day I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out. But when a month goes by, and if I haven't refresh that goal if i haven't showed myself that goal each and every single day i i'm going to totally forget that it happened at all or i'm i'm not going to think about that goal and so i'm going to stray from the path and maybe i i won't go to the gym or maybe i still will go to the gym but i won't do the bench press right because i'll i'll have forgotten about that goal and so all of a sudden may 8th 2021 comes around and i can only bench press you know, a hundred pounds, right? Because I wasn't focused on that goal because I totally forgot that I even set that goal. If, if that's ever happened to you where you've, maybe you've written New Year's resolutions, maybe you have like some notebooks somewhere in your house and I have a few of these where like, I, I'll either journal, it's like a, a, a mess of notebook. Like I, I just be flipping through a notebook and be like, wow, I didn't remember that I wrote this. And like, let's say it was 2015 and I wrote, you know, I want to be able to, I don't know, bench 20 pounds or, or, or 200 pounds, or I want to be able to run a 5k in under 30 minutes or, or whatever it is. And I'll look back and be like, man, I don't even remember that I wrote that. But that day when I wrote that, I was so excited. I was so motivated. And, you know, I went right out and I, I, I ran a 5k and I timed myself and I said, okay, 38 minutes, you know, and you're so motivated, but if you don't refresh that goal every single day, and that's, you know, we still do the unbreakable folder. It just looks different every single day. Brad and I, uh, part of our morning routine is to refresh our goals, right? We're always looking to improve and tweak and get 1%, 1% better. And so what we're doing is we're reading our goals. We're thinking about that next version of ourselves. We're thinking about our recovery here. We're thinking about our commitment 
to that, right? Our commitment now looks a little bit different and we're committing to become the best version of ourselves each and every day. So it's a, it's a powerful, powerful things and a lot goes into it. So if it takes you some time to sit down and do the questions and, and actually do the exercises, that's okay. It's part of the journey. Okay, so Wendy sharing, I wanna thank you and Brad for your advice last week. Uh, with the tools I've learned so far, I was able to have a calm conversation with my husband about moving back in together. We not only moved back in together, but we moved into a whole new room. Thank you. You are so welcome, Wendy. That is awesome. Uh, I think actually we sent some books out to you today uh, for your husband, which is awesome. Congratulations on that. That's a huge, huge win, especially when it comes to relationships. And I'm, as I'm sure you know, and a lot of people know who are in a or have been in a PTSD relationship, that that calm element and having a kind of clear and intellectual and logical conversation can just be this this mystical thing that you think is is totally impossible so kudos on that great solution doing a whole new room is totally good totally freshening things up that is super awesome so you're you're super welcome but i mean you're the one that did the work and had the conversation and and took action on it so congrats on that keep up the great work that will be good that will be amazing and there will be not so good conversations ahead but you keep doing the work, you keep taking action, and you're going to have more and more of those. And you keep kind of focusing again on that goal. Like what, what a lot of people go into a conversation, like just totally with no goal in mind. And I used to do this a lot. And sometimes I still do this, but I, I, I catch myself now and like, right. An astronaut would not go into space without a mission. They would not just launch into space uh, with a million dollar rocket and say, you know what, let's figure it out when I get there, or maybe I won't figure it out. And I don't know where I'm going and I don't know if I'm going to land on the moon or Mars or Jupiter or whatever, but maybe I'll be back. Maybe not. Right. So, you know, an astronaut wouldn't go into space without a mission, without a goal to to achieve something, to get something out of it. But that's how we handle our conversations. And you, you just go into a conversation with no goal, no mission, no direction, no plan to be back. Uh, not knowing if you're going to land on the moon or Jupiter or Mars, not knowing what your mission is, what your goal is, if you achieve your goal or not, and not knowing if you'll ever kind of come back down from that. So super, super powerful when you get into that. And, you know, when we talk about the pillars of the program, we talk about mindset, routines, processing your past. And then there's a, there's a fourth pillar that we add, which is the unbreakable life. And that's really kind of taking everything that you've learned and implementing it, implementing it into your life to kind of always be seeking the next level. And part of that is conversations. Part of that is relationships. So when you get into the communication stuff, it's it's unbelievably powerful to understand others, understand yourself, have a goal in a conversation, and truly be in control when you're having it. So kudos on that, Wendy. Awesome, awesome job. It has been it's it, I know I know it's a challenge to get those conversations. So so awesome. It took a couple days to get organized. That's that's cool. That's all right. You know, it's it's worth putting the time in. It's worth getting organized. It's worth having fresh environments and and working together on stuff like that on everything really, but especially on stuff like that. It's so important in relationships to remember that there's more than one person involved. You know, a lot of times, even if we're not self-centered, right? I don't consider myself self-centered. Uh, but you go into a conversation and you're looking for only one outcome and you think that, you know, you can just have the conversation and you're, you're going to get exactly what you want out of it without even considering what the other person is going through or thinking or, or doing or what's going on in their life. And it's it's so powerful to to understand that there are two parties in a conversation as, as simple as it sounds, that there are two human beings as complicated as your emotions are, you know, add, you know, just times two, right? And that's what you have in a conversation. You have all your complex feelings, emotions, your past, everything that goes on, your protectors, and they have all their complicated emotions, feelings, past, protectors, experiences, and you try to get those in a conversation. It is so important to work together and to take both sides and to communicate clearly and effectively. So awesome job with that. So let's see any more questions here. So we can wrap up. Our next Q&A will be Monday, the, sorry, 9th, 10th, 11th. 
at 4 p.m. Eastern time will be a Q&A with Brad and myself. So you can look forward to that. If you have questions, you can submit them through the platform, the Q&A submission question button. Awesome job interacting in the group. There's been some awesome stuff over the past week uh, within the group, sharing uh, wins, sharing commitment contracts, just sharing a bunch of really good stuff and loving each other and supporting each other at the very highest level. And that's exactly what the group is here for. So keep up the great work on that. It's been an absolute blessing to be with all of you. I know I haven't been in the group much this week, but um, hope to do more this upcoming week and thinking about a, a routines challenge, if not another mindset challenge for you all um, as we kind of continue here in our in our quarantine and our our living room and stuff like that. So awesome job with that. Keep up the amazing work. Love you all. Believe in you here for you all. And I will see you around the group. And if not, I will see you on Monday for our Q and a. So thank you for joining me and I will, I'll see you.